<laughs> I'm gonna put that in the intro. <laughs> Welcome to Brutal, the MMA podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, me and Charles are quite dapper for the enjoyment of watching the UFC event with Ilya Toporia. And we're filming outside, and I have flies in my mouth and in my suit. And we're also using a very shitty, shitty audio recorder on my phone right now. So you might hear that it sounds significantly worse than normal. That would be because Caitlin is gone completely. She is in Japan. Yeah. Konnichiwa, so. motherfucker. Yeah. Kon- yeah. <laughs> uh, we're doing this all very janky and... Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna a beautiful we're gonna try. janky podcast just like the last yeah. one. Exactly, exactly. Very scuffed, so. very funny. It'll be scuffed as hell, but we'll do fine. So, oh, well, how are you doing, Gabe? I'm doing very well. I'm in my brand new suit. Shout mm-hmm. out, Caitlin. Um, hey, hey. I helped you. I helped him. Yeah, he, he's so cool, guys. Yeah. He wants his credit too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's get into the fights. Um, and fights were they? They so. Charles, I don't believe you went through the prelims at all. I didn't. You were not. here for the main card at twelve. Yeah. It was an early card. He wasn't even awake till like ten. Yeah, I needed some sleep. I oh, need a lot of you sleep. always need your sleep, so, Charles. Your beauty sleep. I hey hey I got I got to bed at like three a.m. Okay, trying to upload some things. Proud of you. So, yeah. All right, I'm gonna we're gonna do a little segment called Rapid Fire. It's where we go through the prelims. Uh, there will be some where I go a little bit longer on, but majority pretty rapid fire. So, Cody Brundage, Cedrique, Cedrique Dumas. Uh, they both were very lackluster, very raw. Cody Brundage usually does a better fight. He didn't prepare really at all. So, I mean, it makes sense why he didn't perform. That's all I got to say about that fight. Cedrique won. Didn't really have the skill to win, but he won anyways. Very uh, disappointing performance on both their ends, but... Uh, it was a fight nonetheless. Then we had Jack Jenkins and Jamal Emmers. Super controversial scorecard, by the way. One judge had it 30-27 for Emmers. The other two had it 29-28 for Jenkins. I had Jenkins winning the fight. Really good fight. Great leg kicks, the usual. You've seen Jack Jenkins with his leg kicks. Mm-hmm. He's broken three of, oppo- of, oppo- of, of his opponents. Patellar tendon. I'm feeling quite not dapper at all. <laughs> Unequivocally fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Jack Jenkins with the win there. I think he deserved it. I think he's a lot more potential than Jamal Emmers too. So it'll be good to see him get back in there with another win. Um, then we had Trevor Peak and Chepi Mariscal. Holy shit. Fight of the year contender, by the way. Uh, Mariscal's got amazing judo. I mean, not to mention the striking. He dropped peak multiple times and peak dropped him multiple times but mm. in every exchange where they'd start to get back to their feet judo throw judo throw judo throw he That's was just tossing this guy like a rag doll and peak has this really funny style where he likes to throw hammer fists so instead of coming in with the cross like this mm-hmm. he'll be swinging wildly and throw hammer fists that's, like this. that's gotta be weird to see it but that's it's gonna, weird but if it lands it's effective be, yeah. it's honest it honestly works sometimes you know mm. not very gentlemanlike, but it works <laughs> and when it lands it's pretty heavy uh, Peak lost by unanimous decision, and it makes sense to me. He showed less t- technique. He got dropped uh, more, and he was on the ground a lot more. He so just got ragdolled, It was basically. a really good UFC debut for Sheppy, which is, like, fight of the year so far for me, like, this year so far. So, honestly, uh, great debut. Uh, I can't wait to see him again. Really exciting. Uh, after that, we had the ugliest haircut of all time. I think you've seen it. The, 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 um, the Beatles haircut guy. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. He lost another split decision. It's his fourth <laughs> split decision loss. <laughs> um, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. He's going to get booted um, for the Actually, UFC. I do want to say Joshua Van, shout out. He's the one who fought. Um, mm-hmm. Zaglas, I hate his name. Uh, but Peak landed the second most significant strikes in a flyweight fight ever in his UFC debut. Interesting. He had really fast hands the whole night. Very accurate. Uh, I think he deserved the win. Great debut against the guy who's actually really good, but just is a split decision magnet. But, you know. Then we had uh, the beautiful Tabitha Ritchie and Julia Robertson. Kind of went how I thought it would, except uh, there was no ground at all. I thought Julian Robertson would at least get to the ground, you know, more than once or twice. She got to the ground once, and Tabitha Ritchie was back up like a lightning bolt. Richie was way more active, landed way more strikes, dominated just about every single round. So uh, the activity really won it for Richie. Baby Shark won that one. Glad to see her winning. Love to see her in there. And can't wait to see more from her. Good to hear it. Randy Brown versus Wellington Terman. Weird fight. Um, I like Randy Brown. Uh, just a, a lot of fouls, a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, Randy Brown didn't look sharp as he usually does. I'm glad he won. I do like Randy Brown. When he landed, when he is on his, you know, his peak, he lands well. He lands correctly. So uh, it's all right, but uh, I really hope he kind of turns on the burners next fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Neil Magny, Philip Rowe. <sighs> I thought Philip Rowe did enough to get the win. He was not the winner. It was a split decision loss for Philip Rowe. Neil Magny gets another decision win, which is now the UFC record with 14 UFC decision victories. Jeez. Yeah. Wow, uh, that's crazy. Decision machine. And, and Neil Magny is like the perpetual gatekeeper of the top 15 for the welterweight division. I mean, no one gets past him. I mean, and is he an entertaining fighter at the very least? He's a grinder. So mm-hmm. no matter what, there's always movement. So That's it's good. it's they're not he's not gonna sit in guard. Yeah, he'll be moving in guard to show him. It's not like throw, remember the decision or anything. Throwing just, short punches, etc. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but he's he's not he's not the the most exciting or, you know, flamboyant yeah. fighter. But I mean, he gets the job done. So I mean, at least it's a good he test for something. young prospects. It's a very yeah. good test for young prospects. If you can't get past Neil Magny, you can't survive in the top fifteen with these welterweights. And it's a very stacked division, so it makes sense. Uh, then we had Brendan Allen and Bruno Silva. Wow. Brendan Allen. He showed out. You watched that fight. Brendan Allen was the one with the tattoos yeah. and the mm-hmm. cornrows. How would you feel about the performance? That was that was good. I, I mean, I, I put Silva at first, and then I was like, you know, I, I think you showed me, like, a couple clips of him fighting because I had never seen Allen before. And I, I saw a couple clips of him fighting, and I thought, okay, this guy actually is kind of a monster, especially when it comes to – um, like submission the ground submission, game. like he was ragdolling people, and he just was throwing them straight into the the decision or to the submission. So I, I thought, okay, I'll switch it, and I put him as submission. Um, I was kind of I was sad. It was very, very, very close. It was a slugfest a, for that first whole that whole first round was a slugfest, and yeah. then when Brendan Allen got him down and dropped him, and then just he didn't even have to get hooks in. Like usually you have to get hooks in to get a really good rear naked choke, but. You could see him. He tucked his chin in between his hands, so when he was choking, it was so tight. I can't do it because this is a tight suit. Mm-hmm. But he was so tight in there. Like, he was guarding his own hand. So even if uh, he wanted to break the guard, he had to get past his face, so he couldn't do it. Yeah. And he had to tap or he would have gone out mm-hmm. like a light. So 
Really great showing from Brendan Allen. Yeah, Super happy to see him get another win. Absolutely. And he protected his spot in the top 15. So, so that's good. That's uh, yeah, a I'm, I'm honestly, four or five fight winning streak for Brendan Allen. Good, yeah. I haven't seen him very much like like at all, but now I'm kind of excited to see him in the future. Hopefully we see him more. Absolutely. And Yeah, should be interesting. Then we had uh, David Onama, one of my favorite fighters, because uh, he was the only – he was the fight of the night of the fights I saw in San Diego, which was the only event I've been to in person. Mm-hmm. And he showed out. He's super exciting. He's always super exciting. Uh, he started off pretty even round between Santos and Nama. He disagrees, but I thought it was pretty even. Um, you could give it to Santos. Uh, you could give it to Onama. I thought it was pretty even, though. They both land a lot of shots. Santos got a takedown, but Onama would get right back up. And it was a pretty back-and-forth battle in the first. But Onama turned the burners on in the second because Santos started to get tired with so much grappling he was doing. And... Onama fucking landed and capitalized. Mm-hmm. Great showing from Onama. Really excited to see him in there and get another finish. So, yeah, no, I agree. You have any opinions on that fight? It was just generally entertaining. Yeah, I, I was very happy. Like, the whole night was very yeah, entertaining. The, the whole, One of the, the best fights I've ever seen. Exactly. Like, although it, it did suck with the next fight, and we'll talk about it, but. Every other fight, there was four of them total that were just entertaining from start to finish. There wasn't any just massive boring spells. Um, surprisingly, we actually heard the crowd boo a couple times to, in, in different I'm, I'm fights. I'm sorry, but this, this was crowd like, was extremely yeah. casual. Any sort of grappling, any sort of break in action. You know, you slug your heart out for two to three straight rounds, and there'd be a break in the action, <laughs> and you're the guy go... Boom. Like immediately with and no time I was, to spare. I was sitting in my seat, like sweating from how exciting the fight was, and I'm like, I'm watching this at home, and you're not excited watching it in person. What yeah. the fuck? No, people are people are stupid. Jacksonville, I, I was, Florida, really disappointed in your crowd. I mean, they I, all I left before even the main event ended. Like a lot of them, like really? the crowd started to empty. Like as soon as the fight was over, it was pretty empty. No one stuck the stuck that's, very much around. That's so crazy to me. That was just such an entertaining card. Yeah. It was you one know? of the most entertaining cards I've ever seen. Like, the, o- the only fight is this next fight coming up. It was uh, Austin Lane versus... Taffa. Justin Taffa. Thank you for the reminder. I I always so... get those uh, the Samoans mixed up. Yeah. He's got Tai Tuivasa. Tai you've got Justin yeah. Taffa. You've got Justin Taffa's younger brother, too. So a lot of, lot of um, young, talented Samoans in the UFC now, which is awesome to see. And I feel so bad for Taffa. And Austin Lane had to go and ruin it. And I'm yeah. not surprised because I got to say, I get really, really fucking mad when I see an NFL player in the fucking UFC. I'm sorry, but this happened for way too long. Um, every single NFL player to join the UFC has immediately committed a bunch of fouls, a bunch of foul play, dirty play. Greg Hardy used an inhaler in the UFC, notoriously eye-poked, groin shots. Austin Lane in his debut, uh, guess what he does? And by the way, it's his debut. And he's the third fight on a main card of absolute killers. And it, it kind of shows you how dumb the UFC is being and how desperate they are to get, like, more mainstream sports into the UFC. When UFC is already a mainstream sport, just support yourself how you are. You don't need to boost up people that were from the NFL to make yeah. the UFC bigger. I understand what they're doing with that, but it's not helping the sport. Especially with the guy with Austin Lane, who in, like, the first minute of the first round, he... he, he Throws a right hand, and to back away, he goes like this. And it just digs into Justin Toffa's left eye. It's bleeding. It's swollen. His eye is all swollen up. And they had to stop it. 
they, 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 they had to take four minutes to figure out that he's blind. He said he couldn't see the first 30 seconds. He's not going to see the four-minute mark either. Yeah. So it's just going to get worse. And I thought that was very weird they kept it going for so long. But they have to stop getting these mainstream fighters, or these mainstream athletes from the NFL and from basketball and promoting them so heavily. They did it with CM Punk, and CM Punk went 0-2 in the UFC. He was a disgrace. He was boring, and he didn't know how to fight. So people yeah. who didn't even know how to fight very well whooped his ass. Like, Mike fucking Jackson. What a pussy. And he destroyed CM Punk. I mean, I- I'm sorry, but that fight made me very upset. All right. After some slight technical difficulties due to lighting issues, yeah. because we are outside, we've moved to an area with better lighting. And uh, let's get back right into it. Yeah. Amanda Rebos, or Hebos, depending if you want to say it in Portuguese or not, and Macy Barber. Wow, what a fucking fight. These, these chicks really came in here swinging. Oh, they were. It was crazy the whole time. The Immediately. whole entire time. And Such an just, entertaining fight. Yeah. I was so I was so pleasantly surprised because, mm-hmm. I mean, both of these girls are known for decisions. They're not really the biggest finishers. I mean, Hebos has gotten a few submissions, and I've seen Macy Barber finish it on the, the ground before, but I did not expect this. I did not yeah. expect this at all. Uh, Hebos was immediately firing, and Macy Barber was countering, and she was landing flush on Hebus's face. She started bleeding in the first minute. Yeah, and the very were, first minute, it, her chugging. face was just pissing blood. Yeah. And it was it was crazy. They just kept going the entire going. time, just high pace. And Macy Barber was getting the better of the exchanges mm-hmm. and it all came down to a flush fucking head kick. Clean oh, it was straight so to the fucking head. Her he head almost t- missed it. Oh her hands came down to block it, but it, it was wasn't just... going for the body, it was going for the head. So it wrapped right around Smacked her on the side of the fucking head. Right with her, right with her freaking shin. Or yeah. Her, yeah, it was like shin, right, shin to, to the dome. jaw, and it was just right there. Her head, like, and from there on, she just started, like, basically, she was dropping, she was wobbling the whole time, and then she the right capitalized, hand and so yeah, that she, right hand. She would throw the right hand, it would catch, but then when she stepped in with the left, the left is what dropped her, and then ground and pound, ground and pound. I mean, I think. I think the ref was waiting for her head to just become a squashed watermelon to step in because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would have stopped it earlier. I mean, yeah, she probably. was getting smashed. And, I mean, I, I'm glad the ref stopped it when he did. He shouldn't have get it, let it go, go on any longer. But yeah, yeah. What it an was... amazing performance from Macy Barber. I'm so glad to see her game evolve. I mean, there's been some times where she didn't deserve the win and she kind of got pushed by the UFC, in my opinion. But, man, I mean, she proved me wrong and said – just like uh, John Anik said, uh, Macy Barber 2.0. Yeah, it was it was actually yeah amazing to see her just go crazy the whole time. And then yeah, it was funny. He almost missed that head kick. I was like, oh, and he's like, oh, what? I missed it. And we turned back. Oh my god, we went back like five seconds. I'm yeah. like, oh shit, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the most delayed reaction, but it was it was such a good good fight. And then yeah, and then we had the main and, event, just like I wrote it up. He didn't get the, the, the submission or the knockout in round two mm-hmm. like I initially thought. But wow, Ilya fucking Toporia is here to stay in the featherweight division. Young, hungry, calculated. That's how I describe this fight. The jab was landing. He was getting out of range when he needed to. Josh Emmett was trying to make it dirty, but Ilya Toporia wouldn't let him. I mean, there were some points where Toporia would swing so hard. I mean, I thought he'd swing out of his shorts. <laughs> But honestly, yeah. wow. I'm so impressed by Ilya Toporia. You said it last week. He yeah. said it last week. He t- talked about it, saying he's going to be amazing. I have never seen him before this, and now that I've seen him, I was... You're excited like, to see him next yeah, time, Yeah, I'm you? excited. Exactly. Yeah, next time I'm excited to see him grow because I think he's going to probably go pretty far. Absolutely. Um, 
And I yeah. think Ilya Topuria is the future of the featherweight division. I mean, he's exactly the style that I love to watch. He's an anti-wrestler, but he'll wrestle when he really needs to, to keep it exciting, and also to change levels, get the fighter thinking. And when he gets to the ground, he doesn't just sit and guard. He goes to the ground and pound. He grow, goes to hit, you know, yeah. everything he can. One judge, I think in the fourth or third round, Chris Lee gave Ilya Topuria, I, I think, the first ever 10-7 round. Yeah. It's on the official scorecards. A 10-7 really? round. That's crazy. Yeah, because so it was just the whole Josh thing. Josh Emmett was getting, was getting absolutely destroyed. And to Emmett's credit, he's he's a tough motherfucker. For 38, yeah. he's still fucking throwing all, bombs. All I was worried rounds, for Toporia like, a few of those strikes, I got to say. Yeah. But Toporia's got a chin. He's got heart. He's got wrestling. He's got speed. He's got power. He's got everything you could ever want in a young talent. And he's mm-hmm. still young. And I mean... Uh, I was watching the fight with my friend Anthony, my friend John. John has experienced MMA, and uh, Charles has been watching the fights for a while. And they were saying Alexander Volkanovsky would still smash Ilya, and I, I don't think I agree. I think Ilya is such a good talent. He could wipe out just about anyone in this division. I think he would give Alex a run for his money. He is young, so I'd give him a little bit more time to marinate. Put him in there against Max Holloway. I think he gets it done. So, who, so I mean... I, I think... I'm not 100% sure, honestly, because at first I thought, okay, you know, too young, etc. But, I mean, now he might have a, a good chance. Volkanovski, last time I saw him fight, was absolutely insane. Did you watch him fight Islam? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good fight. That was a, that was a really good fight. That's why, after that, I was like, okay, I have genuine respect for Volkanovski. Absolutely. And cannot, so cannot have respect for that man. I can't, I can't tell you who would win. I mean... Both of honestly, <laughs> I like. I would say Ilya Topuria. <laughs> I like both of them. I'm, like I'm also them. very recency biased. I just watched Ilya Topuria murder a man on live television. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, it's I a like, little bit biased. I'm I'm a little less biased. I just I like both of them from what I've seen, um, and I think it would be a very interesting thing to see. Um, I do think it might take a little bit of time, but I I don't know. I think John was saying something like two years. I don't think it would take that long. I give him one more fight in the UFC with one of those really good dogs at the top of the division. And mm-hmm. if he bruises himself against that, who can't he beat? Exactly. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that would be a very interesting thing to see in the future. So we're going to talk about UFC on ESPN, Strickland versus Magomedov. But first, we want to go through our picks for the main card. Because the prelims, the only thing I have to talk about is Kevin Lee is coming back against a really good challenge in Renat Fakradinov. Wow. Um, Renat is 20 wins, one loss. Wow. Kevin Lee's 18 and 7. Kevin Lee was a really big prospect in the UFC. He has one of the best knockouts of all times, the head kick against Gregor Gillespie. And it is, it's like, you ever see the stiff board knockouts? Yep. One of those. But mm-hmm. the head kick. That's got to be funny. It's, it's a it's crazy be funny. fucking sight. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Lee had a lot of, a lot of potential, but um, he never really fit into the division, never could really find his place, and the UFC are giving him a second shot, but they're feeding him straight to the fucking wolves because Renat is a fucking savage. So we'll see how that goes, but uh, we're, we're introducing a new segment. Yeah, we want to we go ahead and take a look at our picks we're for next on, week. We're working on the name, but we're thinking it's like, it's something to do with the experience versus the intuition. Yeah. So Charles doesn't really know anything about these fighters coming up. 
So yeah. he's just going strictly based off his intuition, the records, and how yeah, they've gotten just, the finishes. I'm taking a look at some of the records. And I I've watched all of them, every but... single one of these fighters fight multiple yeah. times. So we'll see who wins. We'll get back to you on this next week. And let's start off. And I'll say my pick for the first I th- fight. I think I say my pick first. And you want to say, you your, say okay, yours? Say your pick first. Because here's the thing. I'm probably going to be wrong. So, <laughs> oh, so now you're going to be wrong. So, you're, you were hey, talking hey, mad hey, shit when you were putting right, picks listen, in, buddy. Listen, listen. I will be, I will be right when it comes to our tournament, but I might my reasoning might be a little weird. All right, so just to just to take a little bit of a look at looksy here, uh, a looksy yeah, daisy, a looksy daisy. Right, we've got uh, it's Abdul Razak Al Hassan versus uh, Bruno Ferreira. Now I said Abdul would knock him out in the first round. That's what I said. I respect that pick. And I'll let you know why I respect that pick. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, Bruno Ferreira is a raging prospect in this, in this division. Um, he came in on a short-notice fight and knocked out one of my favorite fighters who I thought was a title contender. Really? Uh, it was a middleweight fighter named Robocop, Gregory Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've shown yeah. you him. Mm-hmm. In the first round against Bruno Ferreira. Really? He just got caught. I mean, he was outclassing Bruno, mm-hmm. but he got caught. And Damn. Bruno put him out. So Bruno's got really good raw power, but so does Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Abdul Razak Al Hassan, his uh, Instagram handle is Razak Judo. He's got crazy judo throws and he's got crazy power. Muay Thai and judo are his two, and I think that's honestly one of the most elite bases when it comes to exciting fighters. So I say Abdul Razak Al Hassan gets it down in the second knockout. Really? So okay. I think. I think we I think we're we're we similar we're similar. We can agree on that. And and one thing I did want to say, we sat down, we said we're going to make our picks at the same time without speaking about any of them. So these picks aren't connected in any way shape or form. Yeah, we're just kind of um, ripping off the dome. Yeah. I'm reacting to what he's saying and uh it was funny. From there. I, it took him about 30 seconds to make all of his picks. It took me about 5 10 minutes to like really Maybe longer. really comb through and figure out who I was picking. So the next fight, uh, we're sitting here. If it'll load, we've got uh, Ismail Bonfim. Is it Bonfim versus Bonfim. Uh, Benoit Saint Denis? Mm-hmm. Is, is that how you say it? Benoit Saint Denis. Benoit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I God said. Of war. I said. Um, I think I said. Yeah, I said Ismail uh, wins by decision. Simply just he wins by decision. Okay. Um, Let me tell you why you're fucking wrong. <laughs> um, Ismail yeah. Bonfim is a fucking murderer on Murderer's Row. Mm-hmm. They've got you got the two Bonfim brothers in the UFC now. They just made a debut, and both their debuts knockout and a submission first round. Hmm. These kids are fucking killers. I don't know why they were in the UFC earlier. Um, I don't know what they're made out of or what their genetics are, but <laughs> I think they're just birthed tra- straight from Christ Himself. Because I've never seen such like talent in someone's debut. Both these guys are pretty young. I think they're uh, mid late twenties. Mm-hmm. Ismail Bonfim. Went in against a guy, Terrence McKenney. I've got a Terrence McKenney hoodie. Terrence McKenney is a savage. In Terrence McKenney's debut, he got a seven-second knockout. Really? Seven-second seven seconds. It's the That's fastest crazy. in lightweight history. He hit a one-two down the pipe and knocked out uh, Matt Frivola, who's a ranked lightweight now, by the way. So, Terrence McKenney's a dog, but he got in there with Ismail Bonfim. Ismail Bonfim pissed, like, pieced him up for the whole first round. And then hit a flying knee to the side of his dome and knocked him unconscious. Hmm. Ismail Bonfim is a finisher. I've never seen such a talent just broadcasted from nothing. Like, 
I, we, we obviously, when you see a UFC fight, you see the, the previews and like, oh, what this guy might be good at. But I saw him in the cage and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? This kid's yeah. insane. I think he gets it done by, by a finish, but... I mean, I'll tell you the reasoning why I said decision. I think it was, yeah, Benoit. He doesn't, he doesn't get, like, finished often. The reason he doesn't get finished often is because he fought a guy named Elizu Seleski. <laughs> something Seleski. Yeah. Doe Seleski. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, Zaleski TKO'd him like eight times in one fight. The, the referee that was refing the fight was out of country. This was in Dubai. And okay. when they were refereeing it, any senseful referee would have stopped it. The commentators were screaming to the ring, stop the fight, stop the fight, and the referee wasn't doing anything. It was actually disgusting. It, I was actually upset watching the fight because I like seeing violence, but I don't like seeing a guy bent over like this, getting smashed in the head, but because he's still standing, they're not stopping the fight. So Benoit can definitely get his chin cracked. He's super tough, though. He's um former France special operative. So... Really exciting fighter, and I think he's really good. He's moving down the lightweight for this fight, so it's a whole new weight class for him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he wins that fight. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Because, I, yeah. I, I, think... I don't think he gets out of there. Because I have knockout first round <laughs> for Ismael Bonfim. All right. We'll see. And but... after that, we have uh, Ariana Lipsky and Marissa. Marissa. Gato. Gato. I thought it said Grio for some reason. <laughs> Like something, yeah. something. Uh, Mexican American. American. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I have Lipsky decision. I have two. two I have generally got, got decision decisions. Yeah. It's basically. It seems it's like a toss a coin up. Toss. It's yeah. a toss up. It, we're both saying decision. No, no decision. reason to get into that one. Yeah. <laughs> Women. Women. Am I right? <laughs> Women. Women. <laughs> All right. We're fucking around. All right. I don't want to hear so no fucking pussies twisted in the comments. Michael Morales. This isn't too big of a decision for me. You've got Michael Morales, one of my favorite prospects, straight from Colombia. Cocaine capital, baby. Uh, you say your pick first because I accidentally started saying mine first. I said, I, well, I just said Morales uh, decision. Okay. I can see it happening. Michael Morales mm-hmm. has really sneaky power, though. Uh, Max Griffin's really good. He's very tough. I still see Michael Morales gets a second-round knockout because of sneaky power. I mean, he, he'll land something where he's in short like this, and he'll just tap someone's chin, and for some reason, it's a touch of death. I mean, people mm-hmm. just get knocked unconscious from it. Yeah, I, that's, so, I think that was the reason as well. I just said I saw uh, a Griffin, right, or Griffith? Griffin. Griffith, yeah. Or he, uh, Griffin! <laughs> he, uh, what's it called? He just he seemed tough. Like, he seemed like he just doesn't get... Finished often, so Not I, often, just, no. I thought you know there's a good. It, it could go to decision. decision. I don't disagree with you, but mm-hmm. either way, I think Michael Morales pulls it off. Yeah, I, he gets a little agree. wild sometimes, agree. but he's really young. He's still progressing. I think he's only twenty three or twenty four, and he's undefeated. So yeah, excited to see that fight. And then Absolutely. we have Demir Ismagulov and Grant Dawson. Took it away, Charles. If it'll load, I'm going to let you know what you picked because I already know. Oh, you do? Yeah. What did I pick? You picked Grant Dawson submission. Don't know what round though. You might be right. Yeah. Dude, your phone is so bad. I could find out what you picked before you can even check it. Uh, it's basically because uh, this this dumbass lives in, like, 
Nowhere Land. I, and I, 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 oh, I won't be able to check it because it's not in the league yet. Never mind. Fuck it. Doesn't matter the round. You said submission for Grant submission. Dawson. Okay. Why did you say submission for Grant Dawson? I would tell you right now, but I, my phone is not loading. But you, you picked submission for Grant Dawson. Yeah. So why did you pick it? Because it doesn't say the reason in there. It's in their fucking little tiny Well, score. that's my point, is I need to take a look at them so I can, I can like, know what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, you know. what your reasoning was, probably, is that Grant Dawson has a lot of submissions. Mm-hmm. Demir Zmigalov has a lot of decisions. So if it goes to a finish, it'll probably, it'll probably be, be submission. That's probably it, yeah. Submission for Grant Dawson. But let me tell you what, it's not going to happen. Demir Ismagulov's been in there with killers mm-hmm. and beaten the killers. He's fought Arun Kuteladze. He's fought um, Armand Saryukin. You remember seeing Armand Saryukin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fought Armand Saryukin. Took him decision. So he doesn't get finished by the best of the best. There's no way Grant Dawson's finishing him. Grant Dawson has really good striking, very good submission skills, but no. Uh, I think Demir gets it by, done by decision. Um, he's just too technical, he's too smart. Um, Demir said he was going to retire after his last loss, which is a split decision loss, but he didn't. So it's weird to see him back in there, but he's an entertaining fighter and he's still in the top 15. So I've got Demir by decision in that one. So hmm. should be interesting. And then we have the beautiful main event, Strickland versus Abus Magomedov. You think Sean Strickland's going to win, right? Not only do I think, but I hope. And you think by knockout? I th- I, yeah, I said by knockout. I said, fuck it. Okay. I don't want to say you're wrong, because I love Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland's one of the funniest fighters in the UFC. I mean, he says what's on his mind at all times. Uh, <laughs> and what's on his mind is always the most obscene shit. It's the greatest. Oh, my God. Uh, there's an interview where Sean Strickland's talking to an Asian reporter. She talks about her dog. He's like, really? You haven't eaten it yet? Sean Strickland's hilarious Uh, He's super unhinged But Sean Strickland is basically Like watching a sparring match But in the UFC cage Uh, Not the most intelligent striking Not the most intelligent And his fight IQ is not very good Uh, He knows When to put his defense up Unless he's fighting someone like You know Alex Pereira (laughs) That's that left hook knockout Mm -hmm. The one where he gets dropped in the right hand after but Sean Strickland's really good. Just, I think he's missing that it factor that Abbas might have. I haven't seen Abbas fight too much, but he's an amazing record. He's 26-5. and five. I think Sean Strickland's record is honestly better. But Abbas hits with power, and his submissions have a lot of intensity with them. I don't see there's a way that Abbas doesn't get this done. It's either Abbas decision or Abbas knockout, and I have Abbas knockout in the third round. Hmm. So we're, we're, we're basically like about the same. It's just different fighters. I think, I think someone's going to get knocked out, and it's, I think that that person is not going to be Strickland. How? I don't know. How? I just think he's – I think this I just is going to be I just can't wait to tell you about back. how I got all my picks right next time we talk. I don't know because, <laughs> I, I mean, I will say I've, I've gotten some very correct picks in the past. So You're you, still you not know. first. I'm first. Hey, okay. And I've, and I've been first. And I will continue being first. I've also continually failed oh. to put my picks in oh. on many different occasions and gotten zero XP. And yet... Is that the burglar I'm in the still, corner? I'm still or do I hear them. 
fucking excuses. I'm still what? You like, have to grind I think through your I'm surgery. I don't 15, care. You're on the operating uh, table. Uh, my table. <laughs> yeah. You're on the operating table. They're cutting open your scrotum. And you need to have your phone open and say, pause. <laughs> Resume. <laughs> they need to have your phone open with the verdict pick. And you need to set them early. Listen. You could do the, all of them like oh, three weeks in advance right now. Yeah, but then... Because what? Uh, yeah, my fucking ass. Hey, it took me like 10 minutes to make those fucking picks, alright? They're, they're the worst picks in the world, but they're, it took me a long time, alright? A lot of thinking, alright? Fucking scumbag. A lot of educated guessing. Fucking scumbag. We'll see, we'll see. Hey, hey, if I get a lot of those right and I'm in front of him, um, I'm, we're gonna laugh, all of us, in, in his face t- next week. We'll see about that. Thank you for listening to the brutal Brutal MMA podcast. podcast.